0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. This is Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. Excited to be here today with the Word of God and with you on this last day of 2021. The last day of a great year. It has been a great year. Oh, it's, it's also been a horrible year for lots of things. But the thing that reigns supreme above all, all the evil, all the darkness, all the bad things is that glory that's working within our own lives as children of God that's soon to be revealed. It's that very glory that's at work within us, Christ who is that hope of glory that causes us not to even compare all the things in this world, the sufferings of this world with that glory that's about to be revealed and I'm talking about It is about to be revealed. Jesus is coming and He is getting ready to come. The Bible says that He comes like a strong man out of that chamber as a bridegroom comes. And I'm telling you, he's he's coming for his bride and he's more excited about coming to get us than we are, him coming to get us. You can count on that. And uh, we're just excited to be here today every Friday at 9 a.m. right here in the studio. I broadcast live. And this is today our fifth part of this uh, series we're doing on Disciples of Christ. And really... Uh, what Jesus taught in the Word of God that it requires uh, to be his disciple. There are requirements. We understand that it's all wrapped up in simply believing upon him. But we also see in the Word that just because someone claims they believe on Him, as we'll see in our springboard scripture in John chapter 8, if you'd like to go ahead and be turning there today, that just because someone says they believe upon Jesus, Jesus says to those Jews in that day that believed upon Him, if you continue in my Word, then you are my disciples truly. That's what the word indeed means. Truly then are you my disciples if you continue in my word. Then you'll know the truth and then the truth will make you free. And you remember what Paul taught or wrote to Timothy and said in the last days and we've been in the last days we're in the last of the last few moments of the last days right now. But in the last days many would ever be learning, constant learning, but not able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Why is that? Because without the cross of Christ, the redemptive plan of God involved in everything spiritually, biblically that's being taught, there will be no end result in the truth, which is our liberty and our freedom. Hallelujah. If you're Christ's disciples... Jesus Christ laid out the criteria. We're going to look at three things uh, that Jesus laid out as requirements to be his disciple. Because not everyone that says they believe upon Christ is, a, is believing upon Christ. They, they, they believe upon him for whatever their own whatever or they're maybe believing in some other Jesus, but the Jesus of the Bible, the Son of God, that came to be the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world, my sin, your sin, he gave the requirements. We're going to look at all three of them today. The Lord just recently, this week, showed me the third one. And we'll get to that in a moment. Let me just go ahead and read the three requirements and then we'll look at the scriptures concerning all three. The, the first requirement, we've just stated it in John chapter 8. We'll read it in just a moment. The first requirement, requirement you, you need to go ahead and submit to that word because it's not how we want to do things. No, if I want to follow Christ, if I want to be a disciple, the word means learner. If I want to learn of Christ and not just hear everybody else talk about Him, if I want to learn of Him, then I've got to continue. Number one, I've got to continue in His Word. That's number one. Jesus taught that. Number two, I've got to bear my cross. That means I've got to keep my faith anchored in the cross of Christ because that is my cross. Jesus died for me. The Bible says I was crucified with Him. The the old man was put to death at Calvary, Romans 6, 6 and 7. Write it down. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. We were crucified with the one that was crucified for us. He represented Christ Jesus, represented us so well at the cross that when God saw his son being bruised and wounded, put to death for our sins, he also saw in that moment every believer who would ever believe upon him there being crucified with him. You say, help me to see that a little better, Pastor. Okay. Well, when Adam was in the garden and he committed sin, he disobeyed God. All the whole world, all of humanity was in Adam then. Because remember, God does everything in seed form. God put man here and within that, that man, all men would come except the Savior who would not be born of the lineage of men as far as the reproductive cycle takes place. But Adam was the first and he committed sin and now ever you and I, that's why we're born as sinners. We, we don't become sinners when we commit our first sin. We commit our first sin and have millions of sins because we are sinners when we get here because we were in Adam. The whole race, all of humanity was in Adam. We all came from him. Therefore, listen carefully, when Adam sinned, God saw in that moment all of humanity sinful in him because we're the fruit of him, a sinner. So I hope that helps you see that Jesus paying the price for sin, reconciling to God the lost race of humanity at least as far as many as that will believe upon him and trust in him In that work he provided in his death at Calvary. And let me say it again. When God saw the first Adam sin, he saw all of humanity as sinners in him when God saw the last Adam, the Lord from heaven, His Son, the Son of God, come to, to, to take away our sin, the sin of the world at Calvary, in that moment, just as in the Garden of Eden. In that moment, thank God for that moment, hallelujah, God saw all who would believe upon Him. Now, don't stop there. And, and God knows those who were his. He foreknew. Who did he foreknow? Romans 8. Those who would be conformed into the image of his Son. That, that's who believes upon Christ to, and, and, and follow Christ. That those who are being conformed into the image of His Son. And what does that mean? That means Philippians 3.10 that we are those that God foreknew, those that on the hill of Golgotha that day, God saw His Son being humble and obedient unto death to take away the sin of all the world. He died for all because all were dead. And, and, And Jesus, God saw His Son Jesus And he also saw all those in that moment who would believe and be conformed into the image, those that would be made conformable unto the death of the cross. Death, those that would die with Christ through faith and be buried with Him through faith and raised again on the third day with Him to live with Him in the newness of life. So we have to understand... The first requirement laid out is we must continue in the Word of God. Number two, we must bear the cross, our cross. Your cross is not your divorce. It's not your uh, diagnosis of cancer. Those are hardships is what those are called. The cross you have to bear is is relying on Christ and what he did at Calvary to make it through that divorce, make it through that diagnosis, make it through that hardship as a good soldier. You have to understand that. And number three, the third requirement that the Lord just this week showed me to be a disciple of Christ is that they bear much fruit. It came out in the message Wednesday night and, uh, and, and, and I, I was just amazed that the Lord continues to, to, to speak to me about discipleship because not all are disciples and many who are children of God are not living, walking in true discipleship. That 5 o'clock Sunday meeting called discipleship training my friend, it ain't discipleship training if we're not following Jesus, being taught of Jesus, learning the truth that's only in Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 4.21 The truth is in Jesus as the truth is Jesus. Uh, dis- uh, true discipleship is what we're bringing out in the Word of God. Not because we're bringing it out but because it's there written. Required. The experience of scriptural, biblical discipleship is to continue in the Word, to bear your cross, and to bear much fruit. And if you think about it, those three things go hand in hand. And they're really all happening at one time. As we believe upon Christ, if it's scripturally... True believing upon Him is a continuing in His Word. His Word becomes the lamp to our feet and the light to our path. It it becomes our wisdom and our strength. It's where faith comes and when faith comes, it's where we find ourselves overcoming all things because 1 John chapter 5 tells us that the faith that over... uh, that what overcomes the world is our faith. So think about that. We continue in his word and his word is the light we have for life and it is itself life to us because Jesus is the living word. So think about this. Let's put these three things together before we get in the scriptures and read these particular places where Jesus gave the requirements. If we continue in the word of God... And it's being taught to us in its proper context which is the righteousness of God only declared from Calvary and offered from Calvary. Whether it's initial, the initial status of being made righteous in Christ at the born again experience or it's daily fruit bearing. It makes no difference. It's got to be faith in the sacrifice for the word to be in its proper context. And let me throw this in for we have many new followers who are finding the ministry and following along and they've never heard these things and we all need to hear these over and over and over again. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 8 says that all of God's words are in righteousness. That that alone tells us that the, the context of God's words the, whole, the context of the Bible is righteousness. If God's words, all of God's words are in righteousness, then we've got to hold the truth of God's word in righteousness. But here is a wonderful and phenomenal treasure for those who will grab a hold of it. Not everyone will, but I have. Romans 1, 16, and 17 tells us that the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. All of God's words are in righteousness and His righteousness is revealed in the gospel. This means every word in your Bible must be seen in light of the gospel. Not in the light of your experience of being born again 40 years ago, 4 days ago. Now you just do what you want to with the word. No. Every word must be seen through the gospel. Hallelujah. You grab a hold of that, my friend, and you're going to realize you're either hearing what you need to be hearing when you're listening to these ministers, or you're wasting time by listening to the wrong stuff. Because it's not about how we feel when we hear something. It's about listen carefully. And I'm I, we all learning but are we all ending up in the liberty and the freedom of the truth? That's discipleship. That's discipleship. Continuing in my word so I can learn. It. I got to take up my cross daily through the denial of what I think. I just got to take up my cross daily to follow Jesus. And in that process, that third requirement happens. Bearing much fruit. Bearing much fruit. This is powerful to me. This is where we see really the action, the the fruit, uh, not just because somebody's busy inside a church building, not just because somebody's traveling all over quoting scriptures to everybody. Listen, uh, discipleship... It's what we're talking about today. It's about continuing in the word, but the word's got to be in the gospel context, because outside of the gospel context, it's outside of its, it's outside of its context. It's outside of being able to uh, uh, be understood properly. We can pass around what we think all day long and get up and feel good about what we've done and how it made us feel and and what we think. I used to be in ministry and pull scriptures out from everywhere to make my own points and, and to do my own thing. But listen... God found me in a desperate place broken, wondering why things weren't working, why things uh, they just not the way I know they should be. I couldn't put my finger on it. Somebody's watching this broadcast right now who you understand what I'm talking about. There's things that are just not the way they should be but you can't specifically point out and put your finger on what it is that's wrong. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about in the ministry you're in. I'm talking about in the church you're in. I'm talking about it seems like it seems like you y- you know that you should have access to all things. The Bible tells us we do. Spiritual blessings. And, and there's many other things that you know is right and there's some things you hear that make you tilt your head sideways and you don't it doesn't it doesn't you know, people are shouting amen, hallelujah, but you're going, uh, why is I, I, There's something, I just can't put my finger on it. Once you submit to the truth of the cross... God is going to put His finger on everything that you've had to tilt your head sideways about and He's going to show you why it was wrong and what is right and if you'll submit to it, He will walk you right into it. That is the work of the Spirit of truth guiding us into... All truth, not just telling us something, guiding us into all truth. That is a continuing in the word of truth with its fruit of righteousness and the fruit of Calvary. As we take up our cross daily, the Lord Lord can't guide you into all truth if you're not denying yourself and taking up your cross to be able to experience. There is no experience of truth outside the experience of being made conformable under the death of Jesus. You can't gain anything from the Lord without losing something that was blocking that which you gained previously. Oh, I need to say that again. You you and I can't gain anything of the Lord without losing something that was hindering what we gained from the Lord. Maybe we just need to sit here and think about that. Anything that you gain means you lost something. And this this is a big reason why children of God don't want to press ahead for more because they kind of have some little inkling at least that the more they experience from the Lord, the more they're going to lose in some of these other areas and sometimes we just aren't too quickly willing to let go of some things when we know God knows best, God has best and His fruit will be better but we're comfortable Mm, That's a horrible word in the wrong context or in the right context. To be comfortable in the things of God is horrible because we're called to be disciples. We claim to be. We claim to be disciples. We claim to be followers of Christ. But you look at the disciples that followed Christ... They were constantly being corrected, constantly being taught, constantly being pressed into uh, uh, issues where they were full of questions. Let me ask you today, are you full of questions? Because the more you learn of the Lord as a disciple of the Lord, the more questions you're going to have. I'm not talking about doubtful disputations. I'm not talking about questions as to whether you're, you're sa- really saved or if the Lord is even really real. I'm talking about questions that the Lord has placed in your heart just simply because you are a student of the Word and you are learning and you are following Christ and learning the, the truth of God's Word in its righteous context. And there will be questions there. But many Christians don't even have no questions. You know Why? Because they're not following Christ. you following Jesus Christ of the Bible, you're going to have some questions. Hallelujah. Come on, let's say that again. If you're following the Jesus of the Bible, you're going to have some questions. Now get me a drink and give you time to say amen, hallelujah, and praise the Lamb. Glory to God. Let's look at the first one of these requirements. and We don't like that word, but you better get used to it. Because to whom much is given, much is Oh, there it is. Much is required. Requirements to be a disciple of Christ. It ain't going to church. It ain't being nice. Let's read ourselves with our eyes and hear with our ears the Lord Himself teaching us today as we look into the Word what the requirements are to be a disciple of Christ. John Chapter 8, verse 30. And as he, Jesus, spoke these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Number one, requirement for discipleship, to be a disciple of Christ. Look the word up. It means learner. What are you learning of your Savior? What are you hearing from Him? What are you learning of Him? Because learning of Him causes us to even more so follow Him. And remember what Jesus taught about hearing. And hearing spiritually, scripturally, is learning. Hearing is learning and following. Jesus said to those who have, and he's referring to hearing, true scriptural hearing, more will be given. Why? Because they're following the one who's teaching. They're taking up their cross through a denial of what they think, self, and following the teacher the teacher, the mediator of the new covenant. Think about that. We're learning. We're hearing from the master. We're following him. And we're learning and and we have questions and he answers us and he teaches us. Hallelujah. But if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. Then are you... It's a manifestation. You're You're learning of me. And and let's go back to what I said about Jesus' promises that to those who have hearing, following, learning, experiencing the liberty, freedom of the truth, they shall receive more hearing. Hallelujah. How do you think the path of the just, Proverbs 4.18, shines more and more until that perfect day? How does it shine more and more? To those who are continuing in the words of our Lord, the Word of God, denying self, taking up our cross daily and bearing much fruit. Think about it. The path of the just is shining more and more to those who are on the path of the just first of all and those who stay on the path of the just. That means the path of the righteous. Remember, Peter wrote it's better that you never even knew about the way of righteousness than have known it and turn away from the holy commandment. And he refers that to going back like a dog going back to the vomit, to his own vomit. And I don't want to go back to my old vomit. I want that vomit to be crucified, buried, and put away and I don't want no more of it. Hallelujah. But the path of the just, meaning the path of the righteous, shines more and more because the righteous, the disciples of Christ, are following Christ and they're hearing more and learning more. The Lord's pouring out of His Spirit in these last days. It, the most, mo, for the most part, what He's pouring out is an increase of the knowledge of the one He's speaking by in these last days. Oh, hallelujah. I thank God that I have ears to hear and I pray that you have ears to hear the one that God is speaking by in these last days. And that's His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And what that means, He's speaking by Him, doesn't just mean that He spoke by Him while He walked on this earth, but that it's the blood that does the speaking. Hebrews 12 and 24, the blood of Jesus. speaks better things than that of Abel and the death of Jesus Romans I hope you're taking notes Romans 3 25 and 26 tell us that it was the blood being shed at Calvary that declared Paul said in that where I'm talking about Romans 3 25 and 26 he says in verse 20 to declare I say the righteousness of God hallelujah to the Lamb it's the blood that God speaks by His Son through. Don't ever forget that. Don't you're not hearing you're not hearing God just because you look up at the clouds. Listen, God's speaking by His Son through faith in what His Son did at Calvary. You can't separate that. I don't care what you thought your experience was. Peter was up on the mountain with the Lord, watched him transfigured and glorified right there, talking to Moses and Elijah about his soon coming death. And after that, Peter told about seeing all that. And he said, you know what? Even beside that, he said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. See, you got to continue in the word no matter. You can't live off that experience you had. You can't live. Faith don't come by that mountaintop experience you had 35 years ago. Thank God for that and the testimony of that, but the Bible says now faith is. Now faith is. And that faith that is now is a faith that keeps coming because you keep continuing in the Word of God. That's true discipleship. If you continue in my Word, Jesus said, then are you truly my disciples, let's go on to the second one today. You know how time is; it'll fly right by, and we'll be thrown out the window here in an hour. It'll be over for you know it. Let's look now at number two. What Jesus said in Luke fourteen and twenty seven. Most of those that follow our ministry, they know what this Bible verse says. But there, as I said earlier, there are many people following the ministers who who are preaching. The message of the cross. Oh, but let me let me say something specifically to the ministers of righteousness, those ministers of the cross, ministers that preached what Paul preached, that know the power that God offers is through the blood and only through the blood. There are more people listening to you than you think. It may not be on your Facebook page, but there, there I, I learned just last night. I, I, someone, our, our, our pastor friend, uh, Pastor Dylan Salman, there in Cleveland, Tennessee, shared something on his Facebook page uh, that just the Lord used that to encourage me because sometimes you think, man, is anybody hearing us? Uh, are we making a difference? And the Lord allows certain things to happen to encourage you and to remind you there's far more going on than you'll ever know about, and that's that sounds good, but it is true. And, and 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 Pastor Dylan there went online searching for a specific topic, and he typed it in Google, and up came a whole list of uh, of messages that I had preached, and so I I I got I went and clicked on one and. And, and copied and pasted that website on, a, on, a, on the internet. And man, I never even heard of this site. Had all my stuff on it. I never even heard of it. I'm, I'm t- all, all the messages that we teach and preach here at Crossway Church, it was just out there. I never heard of that avenue. There's no telling what God is doing for those who simply want to leave a trail of truth. A trail of truth. That when, at the end of each day, we turn around and we see... Not just in some habitual religious words, what God has done that was good. And you know, God, at least God woke me up this morning. Well, God woke everybody up this morning then, okay? But what fruit has the Holy Spirit been able to, to produce and you bear today that you can you turn around at the end of the day and literally say what David said? Surely mercy and goodness has followed me again today. Not just to be saying it, but turn around and look and see what God has done. And I'm not talking about making it from home to Walmart safely. I'm talking about the fruit of the power of God in your life. I'm talking about you being changed by the glory of God. I'm talking about you being made even more so conformed into the image, conformable unto the death of Jesus. I'm talking about you found being more faithful to the Word of God that you are continuing in, not just religious phrases that come out. All The, the church has been duped by... You look on social media and there's just lots of feel-good phrases out there. Pick me up phrases, but very little of it is the truth of the cross for it is the only avenue to be raised up, picked up by by God Himself. When we fail in the garden of Eden in sin, God Himself rushed into the garden and gave the promise of the only avenue of getting up from the fall and it was believing in the one who would be raised up, delivered up for us all, hallelujah the only way up from the fall is up on the cross, hallelujah faith in your Savior the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did and not 40 years ago you believed it, but today God is looking for that identifiable faith how do I know I'm believing in the cross how many times have I been asked that over the last 16 years how how do how do I know I'm believing in the cross, what is it really it mean to be believing in the cross? Here's what it really means. And this is just one thing. It means you're reckoning yourself again today to be dead indeed to the sin nature. To be, not to have been, but to be dead indeed, truly to the sin nature and alive unto God through your Lord, Your Lord Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. That's how you know your faith is in the cross. Because again today you're reckoning yourself to be, not to have been, to not will be, to be. That's Romans six eleven. You are reckoning yourself again today to be. That's right now dead to that sin nature through faith in Christ and what He did for you at Calvary. That's how we know our faith is in the cross. It ain't words we speak. It's what we believe in our heart uh, because it's with the heart men believe unto righteousness and it's through the heart the Holy Spirit works to bring forth the fruits of Christ's righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number two, bearing the cross. Jesus also taught this in Luke 14, 27. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot. Why don't you just say it one time? Cannot be my disciple. Cannot experience discipleship. Many times in our own lives, you and me, we find ourselves functioning outside of the experience of true discipleship. Honest man, say amen. You're talking about me, Pastor Curtis. I understand. But the experience of discipleship, of being a disciple of Christ, requires bearing the cross and following Him. Continuing in His Word, learning the Word of the cross so that that can remain the object of our faith and we'll be reminded every day again today. i got to deny myself today. And this is what you need to hear right now. True scriptural denial of self, if it doesn't result in an exclusive faith in the cross and that's what you're denying yourself to be able to trust in, it's not biblical denial. Three musketeer bar, snicker bar, all this and that that I'm denying myself of, you might need to deny yourself all that. But it ain't, if it doesn't, if, listen, if what you're denying doesn't result in faith in the cross, then we're not, the result of what we're doing is not following Christ. Let me read it again. The second requirement in the scriptures to experience discipleship. Let me say this while the Lord's reminded me. The born again child of God is labeled as a disciple of Christ but it doesn't mean we experience discipleship. Peter, you can read this. I'm not going into great detail. In Galatians chapter 2, write that Down, go look at it after the broadcast. Peter is a great disciple of Christ. Peter experienced many things. Peter kept going, but in Galatians chapter two, Peter jumps in the boat of hypocrisy. He plays the part of a hypocrite. But when you're playing the part of a hypocrite, In those moments, however long those moments may be, minutes, hours, weeks, months, years, however long those moments may be, while you're playing the part of hypocrite, you're not experiencing discipleship. Think about that. Peter was rebuked by Paul Because Peter feared men who still refused to submit to the cross as the only way of salvation. He heard they were coming. He got away from the chicken-eating Gentiles and he was enjoying the chicken leg himself. Don't get me wrong. He was enjoying the freedom and the liberty he had as he continued in God's Word. But just because today we're continuing in God's Word... Doesn't mean that this afternoon something's not going to happen to cause us to jump in the hypocritical boat. And in those moments, we're not experiencing discipleship. It takes the cross. What's that mean? Well, my faith is in the cross. That's all it's ever been in. No, my friend. I promise you, I've heard that throughout the last 16 years from Christians that don't have a clue of what it means to deny self and take up their cross daily, which proves it wasn't just a one-time incident. Daily to be able to follow Christ. He taught, our Savior teaches that you can't follow Him unless you deny yourself and bear your cross. Take up the cross. Luke nine twenty-three says the same thing. If any man come after me, he's got to deny himself because self is what keeps us from taking up the cross. Because at the cross is where self is put away. That's why true biblical denial of self ends up, results in, taking up the cross. Forgive me, Lord. I've trusted in the purpose driven. Forgive me, Lord. I've trusted in the words I've spoken. Forgive me, Lord. I, I've trusted in, in in all these things that are even good things that you've called me to do, but I've had my faith in them and it, it, and I've been distracted. I'm denying. I'm not denying that I need to pray and be in the Word and be in church. and And I'm not denying that I need to function in the things the Word of God calls me to find myself at work in Christ, Ephesians 2.10, but I am denying from now on that my faith is going to be in them and now moving my faith back to what it was in when I got saved, born again, and that is my Jesus and what he did at Calvary. I'm denying myself so I can trust in what crucified self. See, those two things really work together. I can't really deny myself unless I trust in the cross. The power of the cross is my denial of self. And if I don't know this is a daily thing, how can I deny myself daily? How can I reckon myself to be dead indeed again today if I don't know the way that takes place is through my faith in Calvary. Self is only put away through death. The death of Jesus. Come on, I'm teaching better than your amen and hallelujah. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me. That's that. Continue after me. Continuing in my word. Take up your cross. Deny yourself. Deny self. Self wants to do it his way. Self even will try to live for God, but it'll be on his own terms. Remember Eve The devil lied to her. Said, God, you ain't going to die. God just knows you'll be like Him. Eve said, well, I want to be like Him. But she believed in the wrong avenue of the pursuit of God. Come on now. Now this third avenue that Jesus teaches. Jesus is laying out the requirements for discipleship because He's the one that's going to be followed. He's the one that knows what it takes to follow Him. And it's not just commands. It's what it costs. Let's look at that. It's what it costs. To follow Christ, it'll cost you in not continuing in words from other people. You can't can't get involved in... Listen, once you begin to study the Bible, the Word of God, you've got to let all that mess go that you've been... All those other words. As long as you're mixing those other words, there can't be a mixture. A mixture means I really don't believe the Word of God. See this is this is a good good session today. I'm, I'm really, I myself am gleaning uh, just the just the, the the word of the Lord today. We we continue in the word of the Lord only by being made conformable unto the death of Jesus. You understand? And that's where the fruit bearing comes in because and this is really really special to me. The fruit that we bear that's the Lord in us both working to to will and to do of His good pleasure, that which pleases Him, tells us right there it's got to be by faith. And this is so powerful to me and I, I don't really have the words yet to pour it out, but if you've listened to the last two or three messages or sessions, you you can tell the Lord is on the verge of pouring something out here and making it very, very simple for me. I don't know who else, but for me, and it's got to be simple. Uh, but the fruit that we bear is not just being nice and polite and mannerful. The lost world can do that. The fruit that we bear is that which only the Holy Spirit can work in us to produce but the fruit itself is the fruit of the Holy Spirit at work but it's the fruit of who Jesus is The fruit of what it took Him really to be for us to get Him to the cross, to endure the cross for the joy that was set before Him through death, through the grave, and even raised up by the glory of the Father. And I read this recently, but but I hadn't got it together like I know the Lord's going to give it to me. It's the disposition of Christ. Who He is... And what He did at Calvary, that's really one thing. Who He is is what He did, and what He did is who He is. Do you understand that? Jesus saved us at Calvary. Jesus is His name. Jesus, Jehovah, is salvation. Think about it. Jesus is our Redeemer, and He redeemed us at Calvary. Hallelujah. And if that's what our faith is in, not when I... Well, that's all I've ever had my faith in. Yeah, yeah, I understand what that means for the most part. That That's what they've always believed saved them when they got born again. But let's get back to the right now issue because it, it, thank God you got born again. That gives you now the opportunity to follow the one, to continue hearing the words of the one that you at one time believed in. It now gives you the opportunity that you believed upon Him to continue in His word, to deny yourself, take up your cross daily to follow Him so that you can bear much fruit. Let's read it. John chapter 15 verse 8. This is, this is powerful For those who love the word of God. And and, and those are they who love God. Because the Word of God is God. Our our level of love for the words of God is it the same. Our level of love for God Himself. Herein, in this place, Jesus said. Right here. Not not here, here and there. In here. Is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit? So, that means like so, in this, herein, you shall be my disciples. Disciples of Christ. Christians. While they are in the experience of true biblical, scriptural discipleship, They are bearing fruit. More fruit. Why? Because they're continuing in the Word. They're denying self, taking up the cross. The only avenue through which the Word of God can bring faith that manifests in fruit. That's a powerful statement. That's why Jesus taught all three. Continuing in the Word through a denial of self, taking up the cross allows the fruit of God's Word to be experienced in our lives. We're learners, and then there's fruit. And John 15 said there's more fruit. Why? Because we're continuing. Where you continue, there's more. There's more hearing given. There's more fruit bear. And Jesus even says in the 15th chapter of John, you reach a place of much fruit. And part of what came out in Wednesday night's message was, I'm sorry, excuse me, The Lord himself enlarges the hearts of his people, I believe, to be able to hold and bear more fruit. More fruit of who he is. Not only is hell enlarging itself, Isaiah said, by people rejecting God, he didn't create hell for men to go there, but men are filling it up daily, and it's enlarging itself. But also God wants to enlarge your heart with the wonderful truths found in the Word for you. Just the simple children of God. He hides it from the wise of this world. He hides it from those who think they really are deep thinkers. He hides it. They can't find it. But it's not hidden from disciples. It's offered to them so they can have more knowledge of the truth of the Scriptures through the denial of self, taking up their cross and bearing forth the fruit. Because really the fruit that we bear is the fruit of who Christ is and what Christ did for us at Calvary. Jesus lived as a man, led by the Holy Spirit. But Jesus had to be led. He had to choose to be led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus was the Son of God. He was without spot or without blemish because He was fully obedient. He never committed a sin. He was righteous in all of His thoughts, words, and deeds even through humility unto death on the cross. So that that which He is, that makeup, that disposition, the door could be opened through His death and God could offer through Him the very things that got Him to the cross and through the cross and even death and raised on the third day. That is the fruit I'm looking for. That is the result of daily discipleship being made conformable unto the death of Jesus. Not not the bloody, gory mess that was seen there that day, but that disposition, that which made him up, as the faithful and fully obedient and righteous Son of a living God, led by the Spirit of God. That is the fruit God is offering those that will will just deny themselves, because their faith is in the cross. I don't want to run anything. I I don't want the sin nature to be revived and get back in control of my life. I don't don't want to reach a place where I I think I'm so mature now that I can start dabbling back in those puddles of vomit God brought me out of. Come on, somebody's listening today. You think you got far enough along with God, your knowledge got got enough in God that you're, you're mature enough now you can start dabbling back in those puddles of vomit and He brought you out of those booze and those drugs and that mess you used to watch on TV. Look, if you're dabbling in it, it's because you begin to look back at it and you took your eyes off Calvary. As long as you keep looking at the one who died for you, then your faith can remain in Him and you'll find yourself being conformed into that image, that image, that which made Him the faithful, humble, fully obedient and righteous Son of God of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. True discipleship is continuing in the Word of God. What has God told you this week? He speaks only by His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that when you think you're hearing from God. Have you taken up your cross through the denial of yourself? And are you following the Jesus of the cross. And you might say, no, I'm following the resurrected Jesus. You're not if your faith is not in the cross. Your faith has to be in his death. The Bible doesn't say we're planted together in the likeness of his res- resurrection. The Bible says we're planted together in the likeness of his death. The Bible doesn't say that we're being made conformable unto his resurrection, but unto his death because it's at death. It's where he proved and manifested who he really was and what he really had to offer, and it's the only avenue through which it can be imparted to you, not the resurrection. The resurrection life we live is where the fruit of who Jesus is and what he did at Calvary is being manifest in our lives. The resurrection life is the fruit of who Jesus is and proved who He was by what He did on the cross in death. That's resurrection life, my friend. You're not being made conformable under the resurrected Christ. You're being made conformable under the crucified Christ. And the result of that is the fruit of The resurrected Savior. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I just want to start this over and teach this all over again today. Number three, bearing much fruit. Bearing much fruit. Let me read it again. Herein, in this place, is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Continue in His Word, my friends. Deny yourself again today because this is really the only day you've got right now. Take up your cross. Bear that cross for only through that avenue are you experiencing God knowing you. He foreknew those that would be conformed into the image of His Son, Romans 8. And again, Philippians 3.10, those who are being conformed in the image of His Son are those who are being made, being made conformable unto His death. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today, following along with us on this last day of 2021. I know many of you like the post, comment on the broadcast. Do me a favor. Throw self self on the back burner right now and share this broadcast. If every child of God could hear what was spoken here today, at least out of those, surely there'd be a few that would say, I want to be a disciple of Christ according to the Word of God. Share these broadcasts. It's not about you, it's not about me. It's about what's being taught. It's about the scriptures being offered as the light of God in a very dark world and unfortunately a very dark church which has allowed the darkness of the world to be brought into it. There are many, many people in that place as we read about in the book of Revelation that Jesus is no longer in fellowship with them. Rather, he's outside the door knocking on that door. Knocking on the door trying to get back into fellowship with his people. And let me once again address the ministers of righteousness. I'm talking about the preachers of the cross. The men, women, the boys, and the girls who are beginning to understand that every jot and tittle in the Bible must be dipped in the blood of Jesus or it can't bring about God's purpose in the lives of God's people. Keep preaching the cross. Many, just as in the days Jesus was actually on the cross, many in Israel chanting, come down off that cross, then we'll believe. That's about what they're telling us today, isn't it, fellas? Y'all just make too much of the cross. Let Jesus be something else. If, if they just stopped preaching the cross all the time, if, he, if he'd just come down off that cross message, Jesus didn't come down off the cross till after he died. And we're not going to stop preaching the cross till we're no longer here to preach it. Because as we continue to preach this message, as the old man Noah continued, to preach righteousness and to warn against the wrath of God that was soon to be poured out. There's going to be fewer and fewer that are in that room that don't even know they're not in fellowship with the Lord but think they are. Some of those through your preaching and your teaching the Word of God are going to recognize the knock at the door that it is Jesus and they're going to get up and let Him back in their heart in a place of fellowship through faith in the blood that He shed at Calvary. Don't stop preaching the cross and just because influential people that have influenced you maybe in this message begin to milk it down and make excuses why they're in a mixture and refuse to depart from it. You watch them, they'll start making excuses as well. But we're not going to, we're going to preach the cross. We're going to be more determined than ever before to know nothing outside of Christ and Him crucified through every word God has spoken comes the light of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I praise God for that. I praise God for that. We're out of time. You can find everything we teach and preach and share on our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. The website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also listen in audio to everything we do on an app called Spreaker and our channel is for those who have ears to hear. If God stirs your heart to give to this ministry, you can do that on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word give to the number 903 231 5950 Again, that's 903-231-5950. And I praise God and thank God daily for every person who ever sows into this ministry because not only are you expanding the message of the gospel, the message of the cross throughout the world but you also are sowing in a place that you will reap a harvest. You, can't, you cannot sow if you're sowing from a heart of faith in, in the cross. You cannot sow funds into a ministry that preaches this message, the gospel, and not reap somehow something good from God. And I thank God for every one of you who are in the Amen Corner And every one of you who are soldiers of the cross, we march on. Till I see you again, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.